to have the privilege of being able to open God's Word and to share some simple thoughts and truths to each and every one of us. Um, it was due to be me on this week who was talking about prayer. We were going to uh, tag team Phil and I. But I said to him on the back of his amazing message last week, he's, he just, what, what more was there to say really about prayer and fasting and the whole discipline? So what I decided to do and what I talked about was really just as we enter this vision series was to just set us up. Because the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at our highlights and goals and just affirm our vision in terms of moving forward. And tonight, it's my joy just to be able to just lay into that a little bit more. But before I do that, I just want to say a few things. This is the only thing that I'm going to bring in from what I shared this morning because they're two different words. So for those who are here, who were in Ilkeston this morning and tonight, you're going to get a completely different word. Um, And if you want to find out what I spoke about, because I'm not going to really touch on it, you've got to listen to the podcast, and there you are. But what I do want to say is this. There are many things that God has spoken to us over the years of Arena Church. I'm very grateful for God speaking to us, and the way that he often speaks is through people, it's through his word, through just an impression in our hearts. And that's how he speaks to every one of us. When people say the phrase, I heard God, it wasn't that they heard him audibly. There's just an impression in your heart, just a sense as you read the Bible, just something. It's like it's coming out of you. Have you ever had that thought where it's just coming out of you and you know God's saying something to you? And over the years, God has said things to us. Let me just remind you of some of the things that God has said. This is way before Phil and I arrived at Arena Church. So we're going back many years But there was a prophetic word that came to the church. And it's found in Genesis in chapter 49 and verse 22. And it reads there, Joseph is a fruitful vine. A fruitful vine near a spring. Whose branches climb over a wall. God was speaking to us even then, all those years ago, that the impact of that local church was not just going to be confined to a geographical area called Ilkeston. But actually God's heart was actually we would go further afield. Isn't that amazing now with what God's doing amongst us? You see, you can't, you can't manufacture this stuff. This is the prophetic word that God has spoken into the life of the church. I remember a man by the name of Pastor Bob Stevenson. I believe he has actually ministered in, in, in Mansfield, but a few years ago when we were at Field Mill. And Bob was a local man, actually. He pastored in Hothwaite in different places, I believe. And he, I remember him sitting over breakfast with him, and he says, I really feel the word of the Lord to you at Arena Church is this. And it's found in Isaiah 54 and verse 2 through to 3. And it says there, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your courts. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. And your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Again, the word of the Lord to us was that we were not going to be just in terms of Ilkeston, but actually there was going to be a spreading out to the right and to the left. As we strengthened the stake and as we lengthened the cord, we were going to see desolate places live again. I thought I'd get one more than Nathan just saying, Amen. You know, this is the word of the Lord to us. This is the word of the Lord to us. And in recent times... We felt a stirring. And there's many other verses of Scripture that the guys have received and we've heard. But Isaiah 58, I want to read it again to you. Because it reads there, verse 11, The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. And He will strengthen your frame. 
You'll be like a well-watered garden. Like a spring whose waters never never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins. And will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls. And restorer of streets with dwellings. Let me tell you, this word came to us before we bought this building. And before we were given the Woolworths building, I was joking with somebody, it seems to be that whenever there's a derelict building, it seems to come to us, seems to come to Arena. We just have an anointing for derelict buildings. But I believe this is part of our prophetic mandate, that actually God is going to give us those things that were broken down. And if I can say that, people who were broken down. If you're broken down today and you feel like life has trashed you, you're in great company. Because this is what God is call, calling us to very broken people. I again said to somebody to, uh, the, the, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I said we seem to be having more and more and more broken people come to arena. I mean really broken. Colourful lifestyles, colourful situations. You know, in, in Ilkeston this morning, this is just an aside, there was, there was a lady and her brother who put a, who put a contract, put a contract to take another guy out. And this morning, I had the joy of seeing the man who put the contract out on the other guy say they were sorry in Arena Church, ask for forgiveness. And by the way, both of them have recently given their lives to Jesus Christ. This is wonderful stuff. This is good news. And they're very broken people that are coming to us in all kinds of colorful situations. But this is the word of the Lord to us here at Arena Church in Mansfield. That God is causing us and calling us out to actually be restorer of those things that were broken down. And actually I love what the message version says in Isaiah 58. It just says at the end, you will make your community livable again. There are many communities in Mansfield, where the council, this isn't a political statement, but they're bulldozing huge rafts of houses because historically those communities have been difficult to live in. I believe the church, its mandate is to speak life where there was death and actually to see life come about from those communities and something of God and something of God to arise again. Can I hear an amen in this place? That's what I believe our mandate is, not just to have great services. We want great services. And it'd be great tonight. You guys have led so well. Thank you for leading us so well tonight into the presence of God. And we love all that. And we want great preaching. Hopefully you're going to get a good message tonight. But actually what is more than that is actually we will see something of the Spirit of God and of the life of God flow out into our community and into our communities, into the nation and the nations of the world. Is anybody with me tonight? And this is the word of the Lord to Arena Church. This is not Phil's word. This is not my word. Let me tell you, these words will go way beyond, way beyond us even being here. Because this is the word of the Lord to this community. So if you weren't marking these verses down, you need to, you need to come and get, get them from me at the end. This is, this is our word as a church. There have been many other words that have come to us. Let me just take a moment because I do think it's worthy of just again declaring what God I said to us, in April 2010, we had a guy came through the life of the church, and this is what he said to us. He says, there's another phase to the building. You know, must understand something. We, didn't even, we hadn't even planted Mansfield then. We hadn't even bought this building. 
Phil was still going with Kevin Shaw at this time, April 2010. You're still going. When it was snowing, Glenis and Sandra, because I think it snowed right up to then, in the afternoon to take a handful of people in what was called the old Boswell Street building. It wasn't even on our agenda. Actually, it was on, there was something pulsating in me, so I can't lie. But it was not on the agenda of the trustees there, then, or the trustees of this church. We hadn't even, by the way, so that's Mansfield, we hadn't even launched our food bank in April 2010. Nothing. Do you know what we, what we had? We hadn't even, I don't believe at that point, I may be slightly out, Sharon may be out, I'm not even sure we had our charity shop open in Ilkeston. We might have just had it five years. Nearly coming into six years. Yeah. But we had very little. This is the word of the Lord to us. There's another phase to the building. And I know it took great faith to get to where you are now. I don't know if it's a physical building or the building of God. Let me tell you, it's both. I can tell him now with confidence it's both. God keeps giving us physical buildings, but it's all about the, the kingdom of God. But he says this, you need to get plans, strategies, and systems in place because great churches are not built on great preaching, but on great structure. Structure is equal to strategies and systems. And you are shifting the culture of this house to a new culture of growth. And you are entering a season of building a whole new phase. It's easy to look at it now, isn't it, and think in hindsight. But isn't that wonderful? That that word of the Lord came to us and look out now what's being developed around Arena Church. I thought you'd get a bit more excited than that. I'm excited by this stuff. Remember, we're going to have him come through on a, on a first Tuesday, is David Hind. David Hind is a wonderful, he's done a terrific job over there in Leicester. And he saw our um, arena, it's not around. Oh, there it is, yeah, sorry. The A. And this is what he says. He says, I felt something stirring my heart prophetically. He says, this logo resembles a punk rocker look and the anarchy movement. Any old ex-punk rockers here? There are a few wound up this morning in Ilkeston. You know, the old, the old skinny jeans and shaved heads and white sand and giving it large and all the rest of it. Okay? He said, the, the, this, this reminded him of the punk rocker look and the anarchy movement. But just stay with me. He says, just like there were bald heads in the punk rock movement, so will every, and they were together, so will everyone be at Arena. They'll be unified and speak the same voice from Genesis in chapter 11. The anarchy made a big impact on society, and so will Arena. We didn't ask for this word. This is what God spoke to us. There will be a naughtiness about Arena, and looking around, I can see the naughtiness that exists amongst many of you, but it'll be in the right way, a holy way. And the arena will be very big on passion and on boldness. More recently, we've had words that have been given to us, even this year, that speak of increase, that speak of expansion, that speak of growth, that speak of influence across this M1 corridor and beyond. Why am I saying all this? Because in this season of prayer and fasting, it's also good to remind ourselves of the things that God has spoken over our lives. And as we enter our vision series, we do not enter it with a sense of passivity, but we enter it with a sense of enthusiasm and determination. That we're not going to step back, we're not going to shrink back, we're going to press into all that God has for us. But here's the challenge here for Mansfield. Because there is a big issue here in this town. I want to declare and I want to deal with it tonight. 
Some of you may have heard me talk about this stuff before, and it's not with a sense of regurgitation. It's just a stirring in my heart. That's why I knew there were two different messages. I needed to bring a message to Wilkeston to stir them on, and I needed to bring a message to the Mansfield uh, campus here tonight. Because the reality is, you have prophetic words, you have things that God has spoken to you and into your life, but because of the way that you are thinking, that then dictates, to the, way, di- di- dictates the way that you actually live. What am I talking about? I believe there are many, many people who are living in a box. You're literally boxed in in your minds. You're boxed in in your spirits. You're living out of a sense of confinement. You're confined by this box. And some of you have intentionally placed yourself here because here is very comfortable. I love what the great theologian um, uh, G.T. Shedd said this. A a, a ship is safe in the harbor, but that's not what ships are there for. And if we're not careful... Many of us can place ourselves in a box that we can find, and we were never meant to live in a box. You were never meant to live in a box. Let me just read something that Paul says in 2 Corinthians in chapter 6, verse 11 to 13. Let's see it's come on the screen. Some of you know these verses well. It says here, and we'll change the, the, the Corinthians, because he's speaking to the Corinthian church. We'll, well, we'll change that to Arena. Dear, dear Arena Church, I can't tell how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. I've heard numbers of very old Christians who many of them are now in heaven, now in glory. And they're asked a simple question. If you was to do anything different with your lives, what would it be? And generally, the answer to that question runs around this particular area. Some of them would say, I wish I'd taken more risks. Some people would say, I wish I'd I'd believed more and and had faith in God more and, and explored more. It was never centered around, I wish I'd have got a better ed- education, or I wish I'd have, you know, had a new car every year, or I wish I'd have, you know, you understand where I'm going? There was a sense in which these questions, and I remember one particular Australian who is now in glory, who had done a remarkable, and seen a remarkable move of God, and they said to him, what would you do differently, and this man had, had seen incredible things happen and he said I just wish I'd have trusted God more I wish I'd have just stepped into all that God had for me and I was impacted by that and that's what I want to talk to us just for a few minutes about because many of us live in this thing here 
the box. Some of you in this box, you're presently in, is three things. Some of you need to step out the box. Some of you need to step out. Others need to step up. Because God is asking and requesting more of you even tonight. He says it's not sufficient for you to just remain where you are. There's a higher calling that I'm placing over some of your life. There's a higher value because of what I want to do in and through you that will demand that you step up. So some of you need to step out. Some of you need to step up. And then there's other of you that need to step in. You need to step into all that God has for you. Some of you here tonight, you've been dillying, dallying on the side of the bank and the river. The only way I can describe it is that vision that we see that runs through the Bible, the, river, the great river of God. And he measures it out. And some of you have just been, you know, ankle deep. Some of you have been, you know, um, knee deep. But God wants you to just dive right in. He wants you to step in to all that he has for you. Some of you have never experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit like you should have done. Tell you what, the Holy Spirit wants to come. He wants to baptize you. He wants to wreck your life in the right sense. He wants to do something amazing with your life. He wants to fill your life and give you visions and dreams. He wants to stir something of greatness in your life. But very often, what we tend to do, instead of stepping out and stepping up and stepping in, we just stay in the box. And let me say, some of you have got nice lives, comfortable lives. Things are okay. Why do I need to be going on a journey of faith now? I'm 60, I'm 65, I'm 35, I'm 40, I'm 45. And, or I'm just setting out, I'm just getting a mortgage. Or I'm just starting and you just com- become comfortable in this box. If there's one thing, if there's one thing that I think is part of my mandate, you know, as a Christian pastor... Is that it's to stir people to say, do not settle where you are. God has more for every one of your lives. And as a church, God has more than what we are presently seeing, even though we're very grateful for what we have. But the thing that will hold us back is when we live in this box. Let me just make a few comments. We see the writer of the message, he just highlights, it's dead easy to preach from. I wonder if we could get the first slide up again. Please, Chris. Because he makes a comment that he longs for us to enter this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. Like I said to you, many of us are living in a box. Living in a box. So you say to yourself, I'm not smart enough, I'm not educated enough, I'm not, you know, sufficient enough, I don't have enough resource. For other people you say, well, the reality is, and you shrug your shoulders, I'm from Mansfield. I don't like to say that derogatory because I'm from Mansfield. And we can almost live with the confinement of geography, this is where we are. This is all we're thinking about. Let me tell you, there's more to life than Mansfield. By the way, there's more to life than Ilkeston. By the way, there's more to life than Manchester. By the way, there's more to life than 
wherever you want to put it, because God's heart is for the world. And God's heart has never just been about one particular geographical area. There are some people, I'm not about to go there, who get all hooked up and hung up on Israel. God loves Israel. But let me tell you, my Bible says God so loved the world. His heart has always been for the world. And some people just bring it down to one particular small geographical area. And that's all they hold into. And by the way, I think they're living in a box. Because I actually believe that God's heart is way more. And us here in Arena Church, God's got so much more than just us living in this little box. This building has the potential to become a box. It becomes a shrine. Let me tell you, under our watch, it will never become a confined space and it will never become a shrine. Because it's just a building that houses us, that enables us to go fishing. It actually is a big boat because we're believing for a big catch of fish. Can I hear an amen? That's why God's given us this kind of building. If we were just believing for a small catch of fish, let me tell you, it had given us a couple of, uh, a couple of hundred well, sorry, a couple of thousand square foot and be done with it. But God's given us 30,000, way beyond what we need. And it's because he never wants us to live with a sense of confinement. There are people who are living in boxes. There are people who live fenced in. They're fenced in. They're landlocked. You may say, Christian, where are you going with this? I'm on about in your minds. It's interesting what Julie spoke about, this spacious life that God wants for us from Romans 8. She had no idea what I was talking about tonight. No idea at all, but the genius of God does. You heard it once and now you're hearing it again. Because we can so easily allow ourselves to be boxed in and we allow ourselves to be fenced in. There's nothing worse. And I'm not, I don't get frightened of confined spaces, but I can't think of anything worse wanting to live in a confined space. Can you? And yet many of us, that's how we live our lives. That's how, we live our mind. that's how our minds work. We can find. And we often run to it because of fear. We run to it because of disappointment. We run to it because of past, trying at something and we failed. We run to it, like I said, because we don't think we're good enough, smart enough, perfect enough. And all those things are rubbish. Because the encouragement to us, dear, dear arena, I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. Are you here in the heart of God? It's, it's, it's wide, it's open, and it's spacious. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from you. So we're living in a box, and we're living in a small way. In this visionary season, I'm not just trying to stimulate you, hype you up. I'm really not. There's a sense of reality checking here, but if you better believe that when we turn up, And we all need to turn up like this. We need to turn up on a Sunday expecting for God to do great things. We need to turn up believing. And as we pray and as we fast, believing for scores of people this year to find faith in Jesus Christ. We need to believe this year for some of your breakthroughs with your kids and your grandkids. Amen? Amen. We need to believe for God to bring incredible miracles in the course of this year. Some people who we've been praying for believing for, longing for. We need to believe this year for God to do that immeasurably more. This is the kind of life that God is calling us and causing us to live. Not living in a box, not living in a small way. We need to get out of the box 
And some of you are hearing me tonight. Because God's causing us and calling you to get out the box. To get out the box. And to enter the wide open spacious life. That's the second thing and the last thing I want to say. Is that we see here this fence, this boxing in. But can I just go to the second part of it, Chris, if that's fine? Yeah. Your lives aren't small. But you're living them in a small way. Speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. <laughs> Live openly and expansively. Yeah. You may say, Christian, it's easy for you because you're a larger than life kind of character. Somebody said to me, they said, I can see you've been fasting because you seem to be shedding a few pounds. I says, well, I needed to shed a few pounds. Then they said to me, yeah, but we don't want you to lose this, you know, big guy kind of feel because we don't want a, a, a strangly guy, thin guy. I says, I don't think you'll ever get a thin, strangly guy, okay? And really what they were saying was, me, there was a sense in which there was that boisterousness, there was that, you know. But let me tell you, this is not, although some family members are here who've known me historically, I've always probably been a little bit loud or louder than others, but this thing doesn't come easy to me, this wide open, spacious life. Because there's a bias in every one of us to comfort. To comfort. My wife's here, four children are here. I'm extremely comfortable with my wife and my four kids. I love them. They're everything to me. So I could say, you know what? We're doing all right here. We've got a great marriage. And, and I say that we have. We've got a great marriage and great kids. And we're doing all right got a mortgage like everybody else has got and you know you have to pay the bills and all that and me and this man hey we're having a ride of our life we're having a great time there's a few hundred people around we've got a community program that everybody keeps asking us about we've now got the national leader here where i'm going here i'm not getting bigger got the national leader it's now wanting to speak to us and all the rest of it. mate aren't we doing we're gonna kick back if that's all right is that all right will somebody get the pipe I don't want the pipe, I'd rather have a cigar. I'm joking, by the way, okay? And we're just going to kick back, and we're just going to enjoy the ride, mate. Is that all right? We're just going to enjoy this. The elders are doing all right. I'm looking over at Andy, and the staff are doing great. We're doing great here, aren't we? This is, you're enjoy, you're blessed. Sunday, it's not warm, because we've got the central eating on. Hip, hip, hooray. There's teas and coffee. This thing's coming together. We can have a game of pool when we want. There's nice small groups. And isn't it lovely? This is great. This thing. We'll just stay as we are. We'll just stay. Carl, we'll just stay as we are. We're all right. We're, we're fine. We're enjoying this kind of church and kind of life. And we've probably got more people here than in many other churches. And it's all right. No. Because this life that we're called to live is wide open and spacious and adventurous. I'm saying all this because it would be very easy, Arena Church Mansfield, for you to allow yourself to get boxed in. And then you begin to put your, your mind and your heart on the church. And let me just say to you very, very clear. Our heart is not to live in this thing. 
Our heart is not to be fenced in. Our heart and God's heart is that we will live wide, open, and expansive lives. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Isaiah 49 verse 20, and I'll finish with this. Isaiah 49 and verse 20. Can't say this was necessarily to the, to the church, but it was certainly the word of the Lord to me. I'm trying to think now, if I'd have got my old older Bible, I transferred to a new Bible two years ago, so it's beyond that, probably three years ago. The word of the Lord to my life upon my meditation was this. Isaiah 49 verse 20. The children born during your bereavement will yet say in your hearing, This place is too small for us. Give us more space to live in. This place is too small for us. Give us more space to live in. I'm not talking about the confines of this building. I'm talking about, again, a heart and attitude because I believe that God wants to lead every one of us. We we can actually say, this place is too small for us. Give us more space to live in. At the same time, I was reminded of a verse of Scripture and found in Psalm, Psalms and, and chapter 18 and verse 19. And it says a similar thing. David's speaking and he talks about the Lord and he says, He brought me out into a spacious place. He brought me out into a spacious place. In conclusion, if we're going to embrace all that God has for us, in a few weeks we're going to have the joy of presenting a highlights reel of all the great things that have happened through Arena Church. And let me tell you, that's not bragging off. That's just celebrating the goodness of God. And we recognize it is all Him. We'll also be reaffirming our values of to go and grow and to love and serve our world. We can't just say it's our community because it seems to be going further and further. And we'll also be at that time just flagging up again, reaffirming some of the goals that we're wanting to go after. But I know for myself, I can't just run after these things on my own. Actually, these things will come about as we together join our hearts around a common goal, and we together believe for God to do something incredible in the town of Mansfield through Arena Church and other churches. But there is one thing that will stop us, and that is if we will continue to live in the confinement of this box. I'm asking every one of us here tonight, in these moments of just prayer, I'm going to ask the guys to just come and join me on the platform. I wonder if every person would just take a moment to just bow your heart in prayer. Some of you have heard me talk about these things before. Some of you, this is the first time you've ever, ever heard me speak about such things. But the reality is, if we're not careful... We can all allow ourselves to make every excuse under the sun. And it will stop us fulfilling all that God has for us.
never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I don't say this with any condemnation or with any glee, but you are definitely in a box. It's a box of sin. Sin will keep you captive. A sinful life, I know how it works. You're forever looking behind you because you're thinking something's going to catch up with you. You might be outside, but actually you're in a prison. You're in a cell. You're in a box. The only way out is by asking Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, to forgive you of your sins. And you simply say, Jesus, I put my trust in you. Recognize and confess my sins. And I ask that you would forgive me. I want to tell you, if that's you tonight, the prison doors of your heart are going to fling wide open and you're going to enter into a freedom that you've never experienced before. So while every eye is closed and head is bowed, is there someone who says, I've never responded to Jesus, but that resonates in my heart. And I want to receive Jesus. I want to receive the freedom. I want to come out of the box and I want to enter this free, spacious life in Jesus. While every eye is closed and head is bowed, that's you tonight. Be bold. Just raise your hand where you are now, very quickly. Just raise your hand. Thank you. Is there anybody else tonight who would say yes to Jesus? You want to come out of that prison once and for all. You want the prison doors to fly off the hinges. You want to receive forgiveness and grace that only comes from Jesus. Is there anybody else tonight? In this moment, thank you. Is there anybody else in this moment who says yes to Jesus? So, Father, we thank you for hands, for hearts that have responded to you. And I just pray, Lord, now that the power of sin would be broken, chains would be broken, and prison doors would fling off their hinges. There'd be truth and life that courses through these two people who've responded to you, and they would know that they've made their peace with you. And Lord, you'd break every chain of addiction. You'd break every chain of, of depression. You'd break every chain that would be holding them back. And Lord, that they would enter into a new life in Jesus Christ. That the old man would go and a new man would come in this very instant, in this very moment. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would do what only you can do. You would change hearts, change minds, bring freedom. While every eye is closed and head is bowed, I am going to ask a response from people tonight. And if there's only three people who respond, that's cool. And if there's loads of people who respond equally, that's cool. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. But clearly, some of you have been held back by boxes. I don't need to preach the message again. You just know what's resonating in your heart. You just know that you're not living it's not that you're not born again, you are. But you've just allowed comfort and allowed other stuff to just hold you back. And tonight you say, you know what, Christian, no no, no longer. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to walk with God. And I'm going to enter this wide open, spacious life. If that's you tonight, very quickly, just stand to your feet. Just stand to your feet where you are, and I'm going to pray. I'll give you another moment. My eyes are closed at the moment. When you stand, just remain in an attitude of worship. And those of you who are seated... Just remain in an attitude of prayer and worship. Another few seconds, if you want to stand, if you don't hold back, if you just said you know you need to stand, just stand now. Just stand where you are now.
know it's not your heart, Lord, for any of us to live in a confined space. It's your heart that we would live free. You've destined us to live in those wide open, spacious places. Lord, we ask that you would forgive us for not trusting you as we should, for embracing the life of comfort too readily. Times when we've got it wrong and we've retreated, disappointment has hung around too long. And again, we've shrunk back a little bit more. Today, we say, before you and before the enemy, no longer we're stepping out of the shadows we're stepping out of the darkness we're stepping out of negativity stepping out of comfort stepping into all that you have for us we believe we know that you've destined us to live in that wide open spacious place we don't want to live in that box we don't want to live in that fence we don't want to live fenced in boxed in God we're going to step out for others we're going to step up. Still for others, we're going to step in. All that you have for us in Jesus' name. So I pray, Lord Jesus, that you'd cause that to be the prayer of every individual that stood, but also the prayer of Arena Church, particularly here in Mansfield, that we would step out, that we would step up, and that we would step in to all that you have for us. Lord, cause these prophetic words. Cause these words to be a living reality in the days ahead. We ask it, Father, in Jesus' name. Let's all stand to our feet.